If someone gave you a pencil and paper and told you to draw a picture of someone that either you dislike or someone who had made you angry, who would that be? A young lady named Sally was taking a seminary class taught by a Professor Smith who was known for his elaborate illustrations, his object lessons. One day, Sally walked into class and discovered that there was a large target on the wall. Professor Smith gave his students this task. He picked up some darts and he said, Take out your pencil and paper and draw a picture of someone you dislike or someone who has made you angry. And then he was going to allow them to take the darts and throw them at that person's picture. Well, Sally's friend on her right drew a picture of another woman who had stolen her boyfriend. The friend on her left drew a picture of his younger brother. Sally drew a picture of Professor Smith. She was excited about all the detail that she had put into it, even drawing little spots on his face. And then the class lined up and began throwing darts amidst much laughter. Some of the students threw with such force that they ripped their pictures apart. But Sally, looking forward to her turn, was then disappointed because... Apparently, the professor's point had been made well enough, and he made the others sit down and without having you know, put their pictures up there. So then Professor Smith started removing the darts and then the target from the wall. Underneath the target was a picture of Jesus. And a hush fell over the seminary classroom as each student took in the mangled image of Jesus, the holes and jagged marks on his face, his eyes were virtually pierced out. And Professor Smith concluded this object lesson saying, Inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. let this illustration underlie our thoughts today about Christian unity. The first followers of Jesus started out unified. Even before Jesus died, though, when another job opportunity arose for Judas Iscariot, he split from the company. And that, I would think, was the first among thousands of divisions among followers of Christ. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church because they were divided in their opinions. The Greek and Roman churches split between East and West. The Anglican church split from the Roman Catholic church and some early Baptists split off from the Anglican church. And even today, people leave local churches because they disagree with too much of what is happening there. We are just a people of division. We may be bad at math, but we're good at division. Well, sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes a break is healthy for people and helpful. 
And yet unity is our focus for today. A unity that overcomes differences and leads us down a common path. Chapter 17 that you heard, part of, part of which you heard from John's gospel, has been called the climax of John's gospel. Jesus has had this discourse with his disciples from chapters 14 through 16. And in verse 17, he then turns his attention away from his disciples physically toward God into what's often been called the high priestly prayer. And yet even during this prayer, the bulk of what he is saying concerns his disciples. It concerns his disciples and their unity. He prays several times within that they may be one. That even with their differences of personalities, of backgrounds, of occupations, that they may be united in in pursuing the ways of God. Well, two of the boys that were up here for the children's sermon are playing on a basketball team, Noah and James. They're on the same team. They're kindergartners. Now, when you go to a game with five- and six-year-olds, you you don't go expecting ACC basketball. They're just learning the game. But sometimes I think these games are probably more entertaining than ACC basketball. Among the amusing things is when two boys or two kids on the same team are both grappling for the ball. They're, they're trying to get it away from each other. They don't, they don't realize that they have the same color jerseys on. And so they're both trying to get it away. And, you know, it's just typical for this age. They're very self-focused. They have teamwork is something that's learned. And they're in that process. They haven't yet learned, though, about unity. Now, unity can take us a lot of places that division can't take us. One reason I love being Baptist is that traditionally, maybe not currently, but traditionally, Baptists tend to overlook differences and focus on commonalities. When the First Baptist Association was formed over 300 years ago now around Philadelphia, it was for the common cause of missions. They knew that they did not agree on everything. Yet if they pooled their abilities and their financial gifts around their commonalities, they could do so much more than they could separately. You know, we read together the Nicene Creed And there may be some of the things in there that you don't agree with. And yet we read it because Christians have been reading it together for 1,700 years almost. It's a symbol of our unity that we read that together. In the segment read from the end of the first letter to the Thessalonian church, Paul, or someone writing in his name, is closing out this sermon with admonishments that would help the community be more unified. Hear them once more. Be at peace among yourselves. 
And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. Verse 17's idea of praying without ceasing could lead us to not pray at all. I suspect all of us have stood before a task at some point and thought, Oh my, that is so daunting. I think I'd rather not even start because I don't know how I'm going to finish. It may be something as simple as the laundry being piled so high or the needing to dust the curio cabinet or that the to-do list around the house is so long it's so much easier to approach the bookshelf and find a book that you've been wanting to read for so long and sit down and just use that as an avoidance strategy. Pray without ceasing? That's impossible, so I won't even start. And one commentator, though, suggests that pray without ceasing doesn't necessarily mean endless prayer, but it allows for the possibility that prayer is an ongoing endeavor. And I like that word, endeavor, because it means we're trying. It doesn't mean that we're completed. We're just continuing to try. And I like that word ongoing. It's so much better than endless. (laughs) We have an ongoing attitude of prayer that can look to God for guidance when we encounter frustrations and questions and can look to God with gratitude when we have reason to celebrate. During the Apollo missions to the moon, the spaceships were off course more than 90% of the time. And yet, through continual communication with mission control, they were able to make the necessary corrections. Well, in our journey through life, we too, I think, are off course most of the time. But by staying in constant contact with our mission control, with our God... We can correct our course, stay headed in the right direction, and succeed in our mission. Well, that's comforting, and that's hopeful. In the book, The Ascent of a Leader, Bruce McNichol and Bill Thrall tell of a woman who has a dream where she wanders into a shop at the mall and finds Jesus behind a counter. Jesus says, you can have anything your heart desires. Astounded but pleased in her dream, she asks for peace, joy, happiness, wisdom, and freedom from fear. And then she adds, not just for me, but for the whole earth. Jesus smiles and says, I think you misunderstand me. We don't sell fruits, only seeds. We have multiple possibilities for some kind of unified ministry in this neighborhood. 
In fact, the team from Calvary that put together our sabbatical application requested money from the Lilly Endowment to help develop or partner with others in some as-yet-unknown way to minister to this community. And they granted us over $5,000 for that purpose. You'll hear more about this in the coming months. But part of the reason for that is because the Lilly Endowment knows, as do we, that we can do more when we're unified than we can when we are separate. Well, if Jesus has given us the seeds, we have quite a few. We have the seeds of freedom, and we have the seeds of some startup money. Now, the question is that we ask ourselves, do we have the desire to see unity in this neighborhood? Do we have the desire to see unity in our workplaces, in our homes, in our valley? Do we really want to overcome our prejudices, or does that task look so daunting that we walk to our bookshelf and pick out a good book instead? If we do want to unite with others, the desire has to start within us personally. And then, with that small spark, it will spread to others. If we do want to move beyond where we are right now, we need to jump on this idea of ongoing prayer. Pray without ceasing and implant that in our daily lives so that one grand day we may respond to Jesus' prayer and we may all be one. Now we talked about one dream already. I had a dream last night. Dreams for me in which I'm either, I can't find my sermon, or I can't find the sanctuary, or, you know, these, these kind of dreams are not uncommon for me. And then the one last night, um, I was, it was Christian Unity Sunday, and there were some people gathered who had different skin color from me, and they said, What's the practical application of what you're saying? And so I didn't have the answer in the dream. <laughs> that was kind of disappointing. But, but what comes to mind this morning is that if we can take the face of that person we imagined at the beginning of the sermon, someone we dislike, someone who has made us angry, if we can... See that person on the basis of equality, that we are no better or no worse than every other person, then I think we are one step closer to Jesus' call to us, that we may all be one.